Life is about attaining different goals, including financial ones. Whether it's saving for your first home, first car, your family, or retirement, you need to know how to get there. Welcome to All About Goals with host Tom White. Join Tom and his guest experts who will help you get there faster and the right way. Now, here is Tom White. Hello, and welcome to the All About Goals radio show. I'm your host, Tom White. This is our 11th episode. Thank you for joining us uh, uh, the last uh, couple months. Um, we're kind of wrapping things up here with regards to our overall uh, theme on investing. Today's episode is all about options investing. And, it, and it's going to kind of bring together uh, what we've talked about in the past with regards to the episodes on all about investing, learning to identify what stocks uh, to potentially invest in, um, and also how to, to value those stocks in the future so you know what your potential return is, and also bringing together um, you know, one of my favorites that tops an episode on all about buying down, uh, using the volatility of the stocks, the price of the stock as it goes down to enhance your potential return. So here with options, we're going to add another layer uh, uh, to to enhancing your your returns, and so hopefully you you've uh, uh, familiarized yourself with those other episodes to to really make uh, uh, the most and and make sense of today's episode talking about options. And the reason I selected this topic is because options have always been kind of a little more. Uh, uh, complicated than than just regular uh, uh, investing, but it's become much more uh, accessible to the the everyday investor. I I used to remember when I first opened up my option uh, an options account. It's something that you you really had to you know to to go after to to research to look for and and keep in mind you still have to be approved by whatever brokerage company you're you know you're you're looking to to invest and trade in now i see you know i see advertising on you know encouraging people to open accounts uh with options trading um and so the availability is that much easier uh and Leading to that is if you don't know what you're doing, this is the one thing about options investing is that you know the the cardinal rule in investing is is you know not to lose money, and I'm talking about permanently losing money. Um, I'm not talking about you know a stock going from ten to eight dollars and and fluctuate. I'm talking about it going to zero uh, in terms of your investment, and that is very much uh, a possibility uh, with options investing. So I want to I want to make it clear uh, that you know if you do decide to invest in options, you you're now opening yourself up to permanent capital loss. And the fact that options investing is becoming more common and people are uh, uh, now seeing others do it themselves, you got it. You got to know what you're doing before you get into it. Otherwise, this is really how you lose money. If a stock is down, you can just ride it out. Uh, so long as obviously you know that company's not going bankrupt. Uh, options is an entirely different uh, animal in of itself. And so, my hope is that you know, educating you, sharing my experience and thoughts on options investing 
will, you know, not only help you uh, enhance returns, which is how I look at it and how I use it, but also, you know, really avoid, you know, the the catastrophic fit, uh, pitfall of options investing, which is losing capital. So let's begin with talking about what is an option. And this is really no different than, uh, you know, other types of options. If you're like buying a house and, and putting down some money, you know, uh, uh, reserving a, a property or, 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 you know, giving you that option to buy it at a later price. So, so an option is basically, you know, you're purchasing a right to buy a stock at a predetermined price in the future. And, you know, most major uh, or, you know, large companies have stop, have options out in the marketplace. Um, uh, the smaller ones, uh, especially those that have just gone public and so on, probably not. Uh, but I would, you know, uh, uh, stick to the ones that are more popular and common anyway, just because as we'll talk about later, one of the criteria is in, in selecting what options to, you know, to buy uh, has a lot to do with the volume and what's called open interest, how many people already own options uh, uh, in that stock, you know, that, that makes it more liquid and, you know, more uh, uh, predictable in a sense in terms of, of, you know, you being able to sell when the time, time comes. So, you know, an option is a right to buy a stock at a predetermined price in the future. And the important thing about option investing is that each option is a contract. And that contract is equivalent to 100 shares of that particular stock that that option you know, is, is underlying. And so one of the benefits to options investing is that you can invest in a company stock whose you know, stock price may be several hundred dollars or even several thousand dollars per share that depending on you know, the size of your portfolio or what you're looking to invest in, you may not necessarily be able to, to buy the stock itself. Whereas the option will be anywhere in the single or, or, you know, double digits per share. So it, it's much more affordable in that sense. Obviously, there are a lot of other things underlying there that I've already mentioned. Uh, but one benefit is being able to invest in a company stock if that price per share is, is, is pretty big. And, you know, the other one, the other benefit is the enhancement, uh, potentially, of returns. And that comes in in that, you know, the the option is is kind of like a proxy for the stock. And on average, when a stock, you know, moves say 1 or 2%, uh, this the option will probably have a 2 to 3 times, you know, magnitude movement uh, based on the stock. So if a stock moves 2%, the, the options may may move and fluctuate you know anywhere from you know from six to to nine percent or more and so that's where the returns become magnified now 
that goes on both sides. It could, you know, if the stock goes up 2%, the options go up 69. The stock goes down 2%, it goes down 69% as well. So that's something, you know, to expect and understand uh, when you're going into this, this type of investment strategy. And, you know, the, like I said before, the major disadvantage to options is that because an option uh, has an expiration date, if you don't sell uh, uh, or convert, that option expires and essentially you lose the money that you've invested in that option. So the type of strategy I'm going to talk about today is not going to be about buying an option to be able to exercise it uh, uh, and then you know, buying the stock and owning the stock at a lower price. Uh, to what it's trading in the in the market, so it's not exercising the option. It's simply buying the option and then selling it when you know there's there's a, a movement in the stock that's then you know magnified and reflected in the option. And so I'll share very specific characteristics of what to look for uh, in in those options to make sure that you know you put yourself in a position to to make money. Um, and so let's go through kind of general components of, of, of an option. And, you know, I'm talking about here for somebody that may not necessarily have ever invested in options or not familiar, or, you know, still working through, um, uh, their own investment strategy. So I won't presume, you know, uh, even the basics in this case, so that you know it's covered. So the first thing is that you can buy either a call or a put option. If if you're looking at you know uh, the stock and the option to rise in value over the period of time, then you're looking to to buy a call. If you believe that the stock and the op- option underlying it is going to go down, then you buy a put. Typically, my my own preference strategy is that I buy calls, uh, just because you know I I like valuing stocks, you know, on a forward moving basis based on understanding what what you know the actual business of that company is and how you know the stock is going to you know behave uh, in the long term and in this case short term as well. Uh, and so one of the things we'll talk about as well is, you know, uh, how do you identify, you know, what, what options and what stocks and we'll, we'll get into that. And that, uh, that relates a little bit to, you know, one of the episodes on, on all about investing that, you know, I talked about a few weeks ago. So the first thing is knowing, you know, the difference between a call and a put. And in this case, we're talking, going to be talking more about call options. The second is that, Every option has a strike price, and the strike price is basically what the investor would look to buy that option if they were to exercise it. But it's also, you know, for purposes of because we're not looking to exercise the option, it's kind of like a target uh, uh, of what the the option is is, you know, setting relative to the stock. So, uh, you know, as an example, um, 
you know, let's take uh, Clorox, for example, uh, you know, the, the uh, cleaning uh, company, materials company, you know, it's stock currently at, say, $192 uh, per share. You could buy a call with a strike price, say, of $170. And so, you know, uh, that $170 is what then, you know, you, you, if you were to exercise, you could potentially buy the stock for $20 less than, you know, what, is, what it's uh, uh, selling in the marketplace if, you know, that uh, option, you know, is in the money, is, is, is worth something uh, to, you know, uh, to other investors. And so the strike price is one component. Another is the expiration date. And, you know, there are many different expiration dates, uh, almost, well, not almost, but essentially every month. And they're, they typically fall on Fridays. Um, and so, you know, you want to look at expiration dates that are, you know, several weeks out, if not, you know, uh, um, you know, a couple of months out to give you enough time for that stock and the option to, you know, to move based on whatever underlying, you know, premise you have for having bought that, you know, that option, uh, which we'll talk about more, whether it's something related to the market overall or company specific earnings or some news and so on. Um, so you don't want to necessarily buy a call option that's going to expire next week. Doesn't give you enough time. Uh, and that's where, you know, the risk of capital loss uh, comes in, uh, in not giving yourself enough time. And the key as well, when it comes time to selecting an option is understanding how to read what's called an option chain. That's where all the prices um, are, you know, are listed based on the expiration date of that option, based on the strike price uh, of that option, and then seeing what, you know, the, the bid and ask, the, the prices are, as well as the volume and uh, the volume, meaning how many options are being traded and then open interest, which is how many people uh, you know, or how many shares are, are owned outstanding that you know, potentially will be sold uh, at some point. Uh, and so you know, that'll give you a sense of how much liquidity, how much you know, demand and interest there is uh, for that particular option. And so you know, uh, to be able to, to make the most of this strategy, first of all, you know, need to set some parameters uh, so that you, know, you don't put your portfolio at risk. And like I said, you know, the, the purpose for options investing is to enhance returns uh, and also have an opportunity to buy stocks that you may not be able to, to buy uh, straight up their shares based on the, the, you know, the uh, stock price being you know, maybe in the hundreds or thousands per share. And so what I would say is that you know, options investing is is needs to be a small part, whether it's one or at most five percent of your portfolio, uh, and even if you block off a certain percentage, even if it's on the high end, the key here is that when you start, start small. You know, if you allot say two percent of your portfolio, don't 
go and invest, you know, in one option that, you know, takes up 2% of your portfolio. You got to start small, uh, want to build up, you know, that experience, uh, cause there are going to be lessons along the way, but also because like we talked about before in previous episode, particularly in buying down, you never invest the full allocation, you know, in, in your first trade, uh, you need to expect to buy more. That's part of buying down. So same thing with options. So, you know, you start small, you know, if that uh, does well, then you don't need to buy more. Uh, you look at other positions, but knowing that rarely do we ever get the best price on the first, you know, uh, trade or purchase, that if it does go down, then you're in a position to buy more, which buying down by itself enhances the return. Uh, so, you know, Understand that, knowing that the purpose for for this strategy is simply to enhance returns. It's not, you know, the purpose for the whole uh, uh, portfolio. So, when we come back from break, we'll talk about exactly how do you go about identifying, you know, stocks and options. You know, what are the parameters uh, uh, to look for? Uh, characteristics of an option to to make, you know, to to put yourself in in a position to 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 make money and succeed. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Don't think you're an investor. We make investments morning, noon. And wait, what time is it exactly? Do we make short-term investments? Long-term investments? We diversify our interests realize our gains and losses, and try to keep the big picture in mind. You don't need to become an investor. You were born one. Robin Hood. It's just a quarter, right? But what if Acorns automatically saved that quarter every time you bought coffee for a month? What about a year? Ten years? And what about the change from food, movies, parking, gas? What about the change from everything you buy? What if Acorns invested it all in the market where it can grow through the power of compound returns? What if you didn't have to change your life to change your life? Go to acorns.com slash TV to get $10. Introducing Schwab Stock Slices. For as little as $5, now anyone can own companies in the S&P 500, even if their shares cost more. At $5 a slice, you could own 10 companies for $50 instead of paying thousands. All commission-free online. Schwab Stock Slices, an easy way to start investing or to give the gift of stock ownership. Schwab, own your tomorrow. Hi, Mr. Wonderful here. I believe that startup investing is key to building wealth, but it's hard for everyday people to find access to these deals. Well, I've got good news. On Start Engine, you can discover hundreds of startups raising capital and begin building your portfolio today. For as little as $100, you can own a piece of the next great business. It's your turn to become a shark. Join me at StartEngine.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to All About Goals with Tom White. We'd love to hear from you and help you reach your goal. Call into the program today at 
1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to success at allaboutgoals.live. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. Uh, you're listening to All About Goals radio show. I'm your host, Tom White. If you're just joining us, this episode is all about options investing. Uh, in our last segment, we talked about you know, what the value is in investing in options and, and the primary purpose is to enhance returns. Uh, and, and secondarily as well, uh, enabling investors to buy uh, stocks that whose stock price may be you know, in the hundreds or thousands of dollars per share, options enable you to buy uh, the stock you know, via the option as a proxy at, you know, at smaller uh, uh, increments uh, in terms of the, the price per share, in this case of options, which typically are in the single or double digits uh, in terms of the price. Um, and also, you know, I selected this topic because I see more and more uh, uh, people investing in options and you know uh if you if you're not fully familiar or educated or you know really understanding options uh it could be a a catastrophic uh loss that you could incur um uh with options because they expire uh Whereas, you know, for a stock, unless the company goes out of business, I mean, you can, you can just sit and hold on to, to that stock until it recovers. And obviously, we talked about the, the, um, the benefit of buying down where you don't just uh, uh, sit and wait. You can actually uh, uh, enhance your return on a stock that's down by continuing to buy down. Uh, but with options, uh, you know, there is an expiration date. And so you need to be able to to know that and know what to do in the meantime uh, so as not to incur a permanent loss. Um, and so, you know, hopefully this is, this will be helpful. Um, uh, and this segment we'll talk about exactly, you know, how, how do you identify those, those options of stocks and, you know, what to look for in this specific option uh, you'd buy. And as a reminder, you know, for this particular topic and segment, we're we're focusing on buying calls uh, uh, versus puts. You know, the two types of options: calls being where you're you're buying uh, essentially the right to purchase that stock at a future date at a predetermined price. In this case, the strategy is not to exercise the option uh, and own the stock, but rather simply to buy the call option and sell it. Uh, you know, in the near future, you know, at a profit. And, and so because options have expiration dates and most of the options that I'll talk about uh, are typically, you know, 60 to 90 days out in terms of their expiration, it's fairly short term. I and mean, I, I would very much to consider that short term. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's important to have very specific criterias uh, so that, you know, time uh, does does not become your enemy in this case. Uh, so, let's talk about stocks and 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 what options. Because we're looking at a very specific time frame. In this case, you know, sixty to ninety days out uh, from buying it to to selling it, and certainly could be shorter. Um, you know, you want to you want to look at stocks that 
are essentially, you know, have certain momentum potential. Uh, meaning to say that you know it may be a stock that was recently you know trading down because of some general news uh, in the market uh, or even the industry, but you know you don't want to necessarily um, uh, invest in a stock that's company specific news that's you know that's negative uh, because those tend to have much uh, longer. Uh, you know, repercussions and the stock may not necessarily, you know, move or recover uh, in the short term. But if, you know, if it's something that's market related, maybe even industry related and not uh, specific to the company, then that may provide you with an entry point. The other is uh, with regards to, you know, earnings uh, where, you know, it may, the stock may not be down, but uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of optimism and consensus uh, uh out there uh, that the company is going to, you know, report some some really good earnings uh, in the next, you know, few weeks. So buying it now, you know, potentially uh, you can participate in some upside as uh, the company then, you know, announces earnings and and then other investors start buying it and, and the stock starts moving up. Now, obviously, you know, the risk there is is that you still you still don't know what that earnings report is. Uh, it could not be as uh, possibilities that it's not as good as what's anticipated. Uh, um, you know, and so you need to understand what type of uh, catalyst or triggering event um, you're you know looking to buy into. But there are many. I mean, with you know news coming out every minute uh, uh, about you know different companies and stocks and so on, you can find and identify uh, specific you know, triggering events that could potentially you know, move the stock and, and have momentum over the next you know, two to three months. Uh, and so, you know, I mean, one, you know, one thing to, to mention just right now with uh, you know, today being uh, the day that the Biden administration uh, is announcing their infrastructure pr- plan uh, obviously, that bill st- still needs to be passed, which may not happen until you know J- June or July. Uh, you know, the the market is always you know ahead, uh, typically, of of these type of of trends, and so I wouldn't be surprised to see you know companies in the infrastructure uh, uh, sector, materials, uh, obviously technology as well, because of of uh, what's in that uh, what investments are are being required within that infrastructure bill to start, you know, moving uh, in anticipation of, of, you know, winning those contracts uh, over, you know, over the next six, six months to a year. And so, you know, that being one particular type of catalyst, uh, there, there are many. Uh, and so once you, you kind of know uh, what company, uh, you want to, you know, you want to uh, look at the options. Obviously, now you got to you got to look at the the option chain for you know that that stock. And you know when when you go into the option chain, I mean you you put in the the stock's ticker symbol uh, under options, and, and an option chain will show up. Look then for um, you know uh, an option with calls. That you know, if we're sitting here at the end of, of March, uh, we're talking then about May uh, to June. Uh, right now, 
Uh, and you know, let me use Clorox because I mentioned that in the earlier segment uh, uh, as as an example. You know, Clorox uh, uh, the the farthest call right now is May twenty first, uh, and so in this case, that's you know that's uh, seventy one days out uh, approximately, and so you know you would look out as far as that. There are, there are other options uh, longer out like even six months, a year or so, those are called leaps. I'm not necessarily uh, uh, looking at those because, you know, we're talking about enhancing return in the short term. Uh, you know, if you're looking at leaps that far out, I mean, in my mind, you might as well invest in the stock itself, giving you more, uh, more time. And so here, you're looking at something that's, you know, that's 60 to 90 days out. And then, you're looking at a strike price that you know is what what's called in the money meaning that it's a strike price below what the stock's uh uh stock price is trading for so as an example with Clorox trading at roughly $193 per share now we're looking at you know calls you know right around 180 uh uh, you know, maybe even below that. Uh, but what you need to look for then is to make sure that there is sufficient volume, okay? Uh, where, you know, there, there's volume and open interest. And you'll see those numbers in the option chain. And, you know, most of these option chains, you know, there's, there's like a coloring where it's graded uh, to show you and, and highlight the volume that exists and the open interest for each of these strike prices. So, so that's another criteria to look for is making sure there's, you know, there is volume, there is open interest because as you, you know, you can always buy, um, you know, a call, say at one, uh, a strike price at 130 for, you know, for Clorox, it's trading at 192, but you know, there, there's no, there's no volume, no open interest. So you gotta, you gotta buy a call that you know that you can sell in the future, and that has to do with looking at the volume and the open interest. And then, here's the key part: that you know when it's time to, you know, to make that trade and actually buy that call. So when you go into the actual, you know, depending on what platform you use. I mean, I, I use a. I use Fidelity and Schwab. And so, you know, what you do is when you're buying a call, you, you buy to open. That's, that's what that trade is called. You buy to open. And when you, uh, when you buy to open and you put in the number of contracts, and keep in mind, one contract is equivalent to 100 shares. So I'm going to go into just, as an example here, um, you know, 185 uh, strike price on Clorox and buy to open. And let's just go with one for now, uh, one contract. And the key here is kind of as a, as a you know, uh, good practice. When you're buying and to, to a certain degree as well, when you're selling uh, the options, you want to enter in limit prices. You don't want to do market uh, um, you know, price because the, the prices swing so much. So you, know, you want to enter in a limit price. 
And right now, you know, the, the range of the bid and ask is say, is it for this example, $9 and 80 cents on the bid on, uh, if you were to, to, to sell and $11 and 60 cents on the ask, if you were to buy, obviously you don't want to necessarily pay, you know, full price of $11, 60 cents. So they show you what a mid, uh, is mid range and the mid range here is $10 and 70 cents. So if you put that in for, you know, uh, to buy now, then, you know, the, uh, the training page should show you, you know, what your break even is based on that limit price of $10 70 cents. So you're essentially buying a hundred shares, but in this case, it's one contract at $10 70 cents, which is a thousand dollars, a thousand seventy dollars. And with the stock, you know, markets closed now, but uh, close at $192.88, it says paying $10.70, your break even is $195.70. And so, you know, that's important because that means that the caloric stock needs to go from $192.88 to $195.70 for you to break even based on the cost of buying that option. And so what you want to do is make sure that that break even is less than 2% of what you need the stock to do. Meaning to say that for the stock to go from 192 and 88 cents to 195, 70 cents, that's a 1.4 or 1.5% increase which I mentioned, you know, you want to look at something that's less than 2%. This, you know, this meets that criteria. So this helps you make sure that you don't overpay uh, and that the, you know, what you're paying for the option, that premium of $10.70 is not necessarily too expensive relative to the stock price and what that stock needs to do. And so if you stay under 2%, that gives you a better chance of, you know, making money and making this a successful, you know, transaction. And then, you know, when the time comes, you know, you go back in and you put in for the action instead of buy to open, sell to close. So it's important to know what those terms are, okay? Buy to open and sell to close. And, you know, this is where, as you do this more, you know, becomes more natural. You, 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 you know, you know what to look for, but I'm trying to give you parameters, you know, let me recap them in that, you know, one, look for stocks who's where, where the stock, you know, uh, will have the potential for some sort of movement in the next several weeks. Uh, because of you know either either a market overreaction or you know an industry um, uh, news or event, but make sure it's not company specific. If it's company specific, you know that could be something like an earnings results where you know it's anticipated that the company is going to you know exceed expectations. But once again, you know uh, you need to to have some some you know pretty good confidence about some of these, uh, uh, you know, potential uh, momentum moves uh, for the stock. And then, you know, look for uh, an expiration date 
of a call that you're buying that's 60 to 90 days out with a strike price that is below the current strike price, so it's already in the money, but you also have to make sure that it's, it's not so far below the current stock price that there is no uh, volume for that call and you know no open interest. So you want to make sure there is volume, there is open interest. You know, a hundred or more is is ideal, uh, particularly for the the open interest. And then when it's time to put in the trade, which you know you buy to open. Next, put in a limit price, a limit order. You know that limit price. Uh, ideally is in the mid range of between the bid and ask, and then make sure that the break even of what the stock needs to go up from having bought this call uh, is less than 2%. So those are kind of the guiding uh, uh, parameters. And then when you sell, you know, simply sell, sell to close. And once again, when you put in the sell to close order, do it as a limit order and put in the specific price and you know the the mid range between bid and ask will be the guiding uh, uh, price especially if you want it you know to to be filled uh, as soon as possible um, and so you know those are the specific things I would say uh, in putting in those trades for for an option so I hope uh, uh, that that's that's clear um, and you know, when we come back from break, I'll share some you know some kind of case studies, some specific examples of trades that I've done in the last six months or so, uh, um, you know that that uh, that have turned out well, particularly in buying down uh, multiple times, uh, so that you can see you know uh, how you can use buying down uh, as well in in options trading. So. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to All About Goals and All About Inve- Options Investing episode. Be right back. Don't think you're an investor? We make investments morning, noon, and wait, what time is it exactly? Do we make short-term investments? Long-term investments? We diversify our interests, realize our gains and losses, and try to keep the big picture in mind. You don't need to become an investor. You were born one. Robin Hood. It's just a quarter, right? But what if Acorns automatically saved that quarter every time you bought coffee for a month? What about a year? Ten years? And what about the change from food, movies, parking, gas? What about the change from everything you buy? What if Acorns invested it all in the market where it can grow through the power of compound returns? What if you didn't have to change your life to change your life? Go to acorns.com TV to get $10. Introducing Schwab Stock Slices. For as little as $5, now anyone can own companies in the S&P 500, even if their shares cost more. At $5 a slice, you could own 10 companies for $50 instead of paying thousands. All commission-free online. Schwab Stock Slices, an easy way to start investing or to give the gift of stock ownership. Schwab, own your tomorrow. Hi, Mr. Wonderful here. I believe that startup investing is key to building wealth. 
but it's hard for everyday people to find access to these deals. Well, I've got good news. On StartEngine, you can discover hundreds of startups raising capital and begin building your portfolio today. For as little as $100, you can own a piece of the next great business. It's your turn to become a shark. Join me at StartEngine.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to All About Goals with Tom White. We'd love to hear from you and help you reach your goal. Call into the program today at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to success at allaboutgoals.live. Now, back to the show. Hi, welcome back to All About Goals. And this episode is all about options investing. In our last segment, we talked about you know, uh, very specific uh, parameters, criterias on you know, what, what to look for uh, when investing in an option, when buying a call option. Uh, we talked about obviously uh, looking at uh, certain news or stocks and companies uh, uh, that would, you know, have some sort of, of momentum uh, uh, for the stock over the next several weeks uh, that could, you know, uh, generate some some gains in in the options. But you know, talking about very specific criterias uh, in buying that call option in terms of you know a strike price below the the stock price, but not too far below because there may not be any interest, open interest or volume. Uh, expiration date that's you know 60 to 90 days out uh, and also making sure that when you put in that limit uh, price that the break even uh, to where the stock needs to go up to offset the cost of buying that option is no more than two percent uh, and so you know, hopefully that helps in really kind of helping you set up you know how you're going to buy uh uh, options and and the trade, and so in this last segment, I'll share specific you know examples of trades that I've done in the last six months uh, or so, uh, so that you can kind of see you know how 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 I went about it, and more importantly, uh, that buying down uh, also can be applied to options investing, uh, can and and because. The whole point to option investing is to enhance returns. How you know that really uh, kind of magnified uh, uh, the returns uh, by using buying down and options at the same time. So you know, uh, I mean, one of the first trades that I did this is last year, uh, early on, uh, uh, as you know, the market was you know. Uh, going down as a result of the pandemic was uh, I bought some some calls on Transocean, uh, which is you know an oil uh, oil rig um, and service manufacturer, where you know that stock was pretty volatile, obviously in the oil industry, and you know bought it uh, uh, in late April and held on held on to it, um, uh, not. Not all that uh, uh, long, uh, in the sense that uh, you know, the, uh, compared to 
you know, compared to uh, a stock, you know, this I only held on for 10 days uh, and was able to generate about 105%. Now, keep in mind, it was a small position uh, and, you know, knowing that it's very volatile then, uh, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, there wasn't a huge exposure to it, but, you know, the options, you know, very much moved, uh, 10 times essentially what the stock did in that period of time. Uh, and so, you know, the stock you know, went up about 10%, but the options, you know, over 105 and, uh, you know, the one that I, you know, particularly liked, uh, even though during, uh, the whole process, you know, I mean, there, there's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, I bought Wells Fargo uh, in, in mid-October of last year. And, you know, I, I, I bought about, you know, uh, 500 shares, five calls. Uh, started out at $6.05 is what the, the premium, you know, what, what you pay for, for the calls. Um, and the stock was around $23 dollars and 40 cents and the wells fargo stock you know about two weeks later you know fell to 22 dollars and 12 cents and and these are calls uh that would expire in mid-december so it's about a 60 day uh you know uh expiration period and so when it fell to 20 to 22 dollars from 2340 you know i bought 700 more uh calls at $4.80. So, you know, really buying down. And then uh, about uh, two days later, Wells Fargo stock continued to drop, where now uh, I initially bought at $23.40. Now it's below $21. And so I added another, you know, 10 contracts or a thousand shares. So at that point, I went from 500. Uh, shares or five contracts to now owning 2,200 shares or, you know, uh, uh, 22 contracts. But I lowered my basis on the options from $23.40 to $22.13. And um, yeah, still not knowing. And, and that was, uh, you know, this is all in a span of about two weeks that I, you know, uh, made the initial investment, established that position, and bought twice more. And you know, thankfully, I mean, but this is the whole point to the uh, you know to buy to to buying down uh, is that you know essentially uh, in the at the end of the first week of November on November 9th, I sold. The whole, you know, all twenty-two hundred uh, uh, shares at six dollars and sixty-five cents. So that, you know, uh, that option, you know, went from, you know, twenty-three dot. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that's surprise. Um, I was able to to sell it at forty at a forty-five percent, uh, you know, gain, and the stock, essentially, you know. Uh, rose only about, I, I would say, let's see, only about, uh, you know, 8%. And the option rose 45%. And 
And so there's a five to one ratio of how the stock or the, the option moved relative to the stock. And so that's, you know, that's the magnifying effect of options. That's where it enhances the potential return relative to, you know, uh, investing in the stock itself. Um, and so, you know, so that's one example, uh, you know, more recently, and this is where you know, I, was, I was talking about um, uh, Clorox, uh, uh, just because I had recently closed out that position and, and similar to Wells Fargo, you know, I bought it uh, in February first week in February, I bought one contract of Clorox where the stock was trading at $196 a share. And so I bought it for $45.51 in terms of the call. And this is uh, for an expiration of April 16th. And so, you know, so that that was, uh, you know, a little over 60 days, a little over two, two months from beginning of, uh, of February to, to mid April. And, you know, I've closed out this position now, but then, you know, five days later, the stock went down from 196 to 187. And so the premium went from $45.51 to $37.80. And I bought a hundred more. So I doubled, you know, uh, the position. And then towards the end of February, on the 26th of February, you know, the stock fell even more now to $181 share when, when I first bought it, it was 196. So now it's down to 181 and the premium went from $45 to $32. At that point, I doubled even more what I already had at that point. So, so I bought another 200 shares for a total of four, uh, uh, 400 or rather, you know, two more contracts for a total of four. And, you know, uh, Clorox continued uh, to, you know, to go down. And keep in mind that all this time, Clorox had announced earnings that was good, you know, beat expectations. Um, it's just that, you know, it, uh, it wasn't as rosy in the future beyond this, this earnings that other, others uh, uh, out there you know, didn't, didn't like or expected more. But, you know, we... I bought it with the anticipation of, of good earnings report, which came about, and still the stock you know moved in the opposite direction. And then on March third, I bought more because the stock went from one eighty one to one seventy nine, and I started at one hundred and ninety six dollars a share. So now it's at one seventy nine, and I had four hundred shares, so I added five. I you know more than doubled. Uh, uh, that where the premium went from $45 to 30, I'm sorry. Yeah. To $30. And so, you know, so it shows you the wild swings. Okay. But that's where you gotta, you know, you gotta know that you know, it's not like Clarice is going to go anywhere. It's more about the short-term volatility. And then And then at the beginning of March, I eventually sold all 900 shares, gener- you know, uh, generating a 16% return. And in that time, you know, 
the stock essentially, you know, moved, you know, only about you know, l- less than one and a half percent, but it was the options generated about a 12 times uh, uh, movement. And a lot of that had to do with being able to buy down so that when it started to, you know, to, to recover, the recovery was fast. And so, you know, giving you an understanding once again, that, you know, yeah, there's definitely risk in options investing, especially because you could lose, you know, what you've invested in terms of permanent loss because of the expiration of options. But that's where if you're going to invest in options, you got to have rules for yourself. You got to have parameters such as, you know, uh, what, you know, uh, what percentage of the portfolio starting small, knowing that, you know, you sh- you, you're going to buy more uh, as the option fluctuates and the stock fluctuates, but that, you know, hopefully 60 to 90 days is plenty of time to be able to see that, that momentum uh, uh, that, you know, you, you anticipate and encountered on based on whatever it is about that company stock uh, that, you know, that you, you bought into in the first place. So if these don't fit what you're looking for in investing, I mean, certainly, you know, there are other ways uh, uh, to make money, but if you are considering options, hopefully the, the characteristics and parameters I've shared today is helpful. And as well as, you know, kind of sharing my experience that, yeah, you don't just buy it once and, you know, hope it goes up. You've got to, you know, be active in it and buying down is, is, is definitely a help, uh, if not, you know, a necessity at times. So I hope this has been an a informative uh, um, uh, topic session and hopefully uh, uh, this will help you in your own investing. I thank you for listening to the All About Goals radio show. I'm your host, Tom White. Until our next episode, next Wednesday at the same time, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America radio show. Happy achieving. Thank you for tuning in for this week's edition of All About Goals. Please join Tom White and another guest next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll help you achieve your financial goals one program at a time. 